Are you ready? Ooh, I know you see me standing here. Hello? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm going to try again. Are you ready? No, don't run. No, do not run that back. That was an iconic show, though. You have to admit. Zoe 101 was good, yeah. I and wanted school to was like school. That school was literally heaven, bro. And like... <laughs> Like they could literally do whatever they want. They had their own like little scooter, you know, the little sco- the little wheelie things, the scooter yeah. things. Like, bro, they just had those just like laying around for like any grade to use, bro. They just that boarding school was was amazing. It was live, and they had a little smoothie bar or whatever. I I don't remember episode at all where they were actually in class, just that's so going true. Around dealing with drama and shit. Like I I cannot recall a class. Yeah, from that I don't show. know what they or like they would have projects that would make them that would add to the drama you know yeah there'd be the one per because like you have the protagonist you have the nerd friend and then you have the one person who's not contributing to the group at all <laughs> right boom logan was the one who like was dumb and didn't participate but anyway guys hey we'll get off the zoe one-on-one tangent because we have a a podcast episode to record welcome back yeah we we have returned <laughs> this point i feel like if you're listening to this podcast you're you're just chill i didn't know you were chill like that whoever's listening because you're used to like hiatuses and long pauses and you just roll with it you're you're a badass bitch you know you know you know that we're a little busy with stuff but like you just just along for the ride i i appreciate that i appreciate you yes i like so we're back and this week we are rewarding that loyalty you know (laughs) You keep listening and we keep recording just sporadically. Yeah, got you. This is, you see, this is symbiotic. Right. This relationship we got right now. Um, you're probably wondering what's wrong with them. It's nighttime and we don't really record at night when we're tired, but here we are because we're trying to get you content. What do you mean what's wrong with them? Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm sure we don't sound normal, but it's okay. It's just because it's nighty nighttime. Hey, listen. On this hiatus, things have changed, all right? Yeah, our whole personalities. Um, Yeah. But while we were gone, well, life has been good, right? I mean, I think life has been busy. But in the busyness of life, we've still managed to find time to watch television. Um, Some of my favorite shows returned um, over these past couple months, including um, a really great show called Industry. I don't think I've talked about it on here before. But um, it's on HBO Max, and you should. I don't know if you would like a trip, but it's just like think of a dark office show, and that's industry. It's about um an American girl who is working for a British, I guess basically the British stock market bank. It's a financial financial district. We'll leave it at that. And um, she's an American woman, and she goes to work for the company called Pierpoint. And thank you for the uh, enunciation. Pure point. <laughs> and it's chaotic, guys. I can't even I don't want to spoil it. You got to watch it. But you know why it triggers me kind of in a in a bad way, but like kind of in a way that's comforting. It reminds me of because I'm in law school. It reminds me of going to work for a firm, right? Like there's just a lot of pressure to be amazing and to 
get in the good graces of the company that you're working for. And that is a huge theme of the show. You have these like young, they call them associates, um, trying to get on staff, trying to make an impression. And in the midst, like some people go too far and some people don't go far enough. So I'm going to let you figure that out. Um, but it is an HBO show. So keep in mind, it's pretty raunchy. It's British humor. So very dark and dry, but I love it. I don't know why I have nothing in common really with these people, you know, in terms of their professional choices, but it's so interesting to watch highly, highly recommend HBO max industry peer point. Um, the only thing I really got to watch and bro, like, let's face it. All right. Star Wars a niche. Okay. The only thing that I really got to watch if I'm being what honest. Is this, was, what is this Star Wars that you speak of? Uh, yeah. The only thing I really got to watch was Kenobi, like in between my summer activities. Um, it was like, I don't, do I really need to? All right. I, I guess I'll give the summary. I don't know if I really need to. If you don't know at this point, like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. But it's set in between. Um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So we're seeing a distraught and defeated Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, kind of live through that period of time guarding Luke Skywalker and um, doing whatever else. I mean, you find out what he does during that time. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's basically, you know, that's a little synopsis. I guess I can't, without going too much into it, you know, because there's some stuff that's, that happens that's unexpected. Um I don't want to go too much into it just in case you haven't seen it by now. And again, if you haven't seen it by now, either you're way late, later than me, which should not be possible, or you don't watch Star Wars, which, you know, understandable, right? Kind of, you know, just kind of thinking back on the series. I'm going to give it this, like, I think it had a lot, like, already going into it, like, it, the expectations were high. Yeah. He's such a beloved character. Yeah. I think I think the hype was really, really high. Expectations were really, really high. I think what they gave us was I think what they gave us was fine. Um, th there were some there were some scenes that looked kind of weird to me. I and when I when I say looked weird, I mean visually because like there will be sometimes where the effects are like off the charts, and then sometimes where like the shit looks ghetto. Um, <laughs> little Leia, she's oh wait, should I not talk about Leia? You can. I mean, I feel like it's been out for a while. Okay. I don't like little Leia. She was annoying. I don't like Disney kid characters. I mean, the little See? live action ones that they've done. No, the live action ones that they've done in more, in more recent years, like kids are just smarter than a bunch of people for no reason. That's not endearing to me. That's that's very annoying. You know, she's still she's still a kid. And like, that's fine if she doesn't know something or she's a little naive. I think that she she kind of was in the beginning because she didn't trust Obi for a little bit. But like, see, I'm the opposite. I found her to be super cute and endearing. And very on brand with like who she turns out to be later in the series. But because I, I didn't I know, find that like, she was like that much. I didn't find that she was smarter than the adults. And I don't think she yeah. thought she was either, in my opinion. I what I what I think it is, because because like you said, she resembles her older self. And I think that's good and bad because she's just so young in her life that like she developed to become like that. Right. She it's to me, it seemed like she was already just starting out like that. Like that's gotcha. like that's how they wrote her, and I'm just like she can grow into that. Like that's fine. Um, the Darth Vader portrayal was awesome. Hayden did a great job. 
I mean, you know, he's inside a, a suit. So, but but at least his body language performance is great. He was, he was very fun to watch. I think they made him honestly like seeing all the stuff that he does in this show and then seeing how he and you know this is not new I'm many people have said this seeing how like you know of course because the show and a new hope are made in completely different times right so like you were seeing a different level of effects and like we're seeing Darth Vader do stuff that he never could do in the original trilogy and whatnot because like they didn't have the budget for that right, right. so it's like you're seeing him being really powerful and like he never and people are like well why does he never do this again because they didn't have money bruh a new hope was, was they made a new hope on dimes well that's how i felt a little bit about the the newest trilogy where people were kind of like why do why is the force sensitive a thing why is you know being able to talk through the force a thing and i just you know i won't i think i've already said my opinion on that before on this podcast but i'll just end it by saying it's so weird how people are so torn, the fandom. You have half of the fandom who's like, I want to see it grow in terms of the lore and the mythology. And then you have the other half who like really want a consistent, like a consistent compact, um, what would be canon? You know, like they don't want there really be any growth in terms of like the powers that people can have. The And it's just kind of like, but it won't stay relevant if we keep it so contained. And like you said, when it was originally created, there we didn't have the effects or the ability to do you know half of the things that are on tv now so it's like let's have some fun guys also maybe this is controversial and this is a very very unpopular opinion perhaps star wars isn't real so see i don't the only reason i don't like that that thing when you say is because like people use that as a way to be like you're taking it too serious like i i think you can be passionate about an ip that doesn't mean you know. There's a there's a limit, of course. I think that's kind of what no, we're, more but of what I that think passion is, but like, becomes becomes too much when you won't even let the show grow. And by me saying Star Wars isn't real, I'm saying none of this is real. Like nobody can actually do any of these things. So if you were to, as a creator, a writer in the Star Wars universe, add to that, what what's the problem with that? It just seems. It just seems. A little bit dumb to me to have a, a world that's made up and magical and part of the magic is that you people are doing things that you can't do in real life and then for people to start putting limits on that um especially when it's such a it's a such a long-lasting series that's we hope right we hope we'll continue on it i just think it would struggle to stay relevant if we just limited so much but back to like another show recommendation um I'm about to watch season two of a really great show. Another, I'm doing HBO Max today, guys, because I just HBO Max has really been doing it for me lately. Um, there's a out if you're a reality show watcher, you're gonna love this show called Sweet Life. It is not the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. It is simply Sweet Life. It is produced, executive produced um, by Issa Rae, who you may know from the show Insecure, one of my favorite shows of all time. Another HBO gem, and it is a reality show about a group of black friends who live in LA who are trying to get that bag and hustle and there's like a little bit of romance but it just it kind of reminds me just of like any sort of reality show about young people trying to make it live life um and, and I really like it because one I just don't think you see that many shows with about young black professionals um and also I love it because it's Issa Rae and I think a lot of things that she's been creating have a lot of heart and tell a lot of stories that we usually don't see on television. So check that out. Season two just came out tonight. So I'm watching that as soon as we get off the podcast.
I do not have another show to recommend. So I that's that's it. Um, another show that I would <laughs> <laughs> no, just let them know. I I I've been mad busy, guys. Honestly, like it, it was Kenobi, and then it's just been YouTube. Just because that's what I I've had time to just consume that like smaller form content. Like that's been about it. I'm being I'm starting honest. to think it would be cool. You guys let us know. Like maybe leave a review or um leave a comment on our Instagram. By the way, our Instagram is oops, sorry. Our Instagram is at so you don't have to pod. Please follow, like, and then I was about to say subscribe, but you can't subscribe on Instagram. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram because we do polls and things and ask questions and you can tell us what you want to see on the podcast. You probably found us through Instagram if you're listening, but you never know. Because I thought it would be cool. I Both of us watch, consume a lot of YouTube as well. Um, and I just would be open. I think we'd be open to maybe even talking about YouTube if you guys are interested about some of our favorite creators and cool things on YouTube. But let us know. The last show that I did want to recommend before I kind of asked you um, some things that have been on my brain was Miss Marvel. Y'all, when I say this show was unexpectedly amazing, and by unexpectedly, I just... I think I've said this before. I really am not a fan of like Marvel shows. I like Marvel. I like them better than DC, but I just, sometimes it's too much. Like they have like 30,000 shows out. Oh right now. yeah. No Marvel, Marvel fatigue in general is, is just no, like everybody kind of feels that way. I'll be honest guys. After Endgame, everything else has just been little side quests. If I'm being honest, like after that, I was kind of smoked. <laughs> like that was a great ending. Great conclusion. I, I messed with the Spider-Man because they had all three of them in there. So I messed with that. But yeah, we just had a whole doc. Like they recently, like I'm talking like a few days ago, they showed out like their whole Marvel timeline for this next phase, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, Dude, I I just, I'm done. Kind of. Like, I'm just kind of done, man. At least right now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just back to like, y'all are providing a lot of content and like, that's great. But y'all need to give like, just, you know, it's a really successful brand and everything. I just... At least for me, I'm. It, there's just so much stuff they're trying to shove down the throat. I'm like, I'm just. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I just don't want to. Yeah. So sorry that that went to a thing, but no, I completely agree with you. And I've been talking to a few other people, and they feel the same way. They just have so much stuff. Even a whole Doctor Strange movie came out. Because I still haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie. It's not even new anymore. Just because I love Tom Holland, and I Zendaya probably is enough of a draw, but I just am tired of marvel for now it's good it's good i like it i like it don't hurt me but i just it's too much i'm and then everything relates back to the avengers which is kind of annoying um that happens a little bit in miss marvel but not enough to make me like be annoyed so after i just went on that whole rant about how i'm done with marvel you guys should watch miss marvel on disney plus this show is so good because it again i love shows that address cultures, lives, uh, identities, experiences that I have not lived because I learned something about another group of people. And I love Ms. Marvel because it is about a Muslim American girl um, named Kamala. And she is awesome. Like she just finds out she has superpowers. I won't reveal like all that because I think you should watch part of Marvel excitement is like how do they get their powers so she gets her powers but the show is great not because she's a superhero or 
because it's, she's like a girl boss, but because she gets her suit, her superpowers are rooted in her culture identity. And you learn so much about India and Pakistan and, um, and just like the cultural divide that happened there. Her family talks a lot about how they were uh, displaced. Like it's so well done. And I've learned so much. There's a lot more to learn, obviously, but I just think the show really honors from what I can tell her culture and the experiences of Muslim Americans in the United States. I just think it's great. I know that it got a lot of hate because, you know, Islamophobia and racism is real, but I really hope that more people do watch because I think a lot of people could learn a lot about Islam and again, just what it's like to be a Muslim American. I'm, I think I'm one episode behind, but, um, it came out. I think it's done though. I think they just released the season finale. Like it's recent, but I think it's like season one is done and it was getting released every Thursday night. Um, and my, our little sister, Chloe convinced me to watch. And again, I just was feeling Marvel fatigue. So I just was like, I don't know. But after I started, I couldn't put it down. I, I just got kind of busy last week. So I didn't get to really stay on top of it. But if you're to try it out, try it out. Just watch one episode. Um, First episode was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was the the beginning part was just funny to me because it was like um you know there's all <laughs> just it just reminded me of like when she's just like walk, just walking through the hallway and like just for no reason everyone is real passive aggressive for some reason like that just made me laugh that's not even like a bad criticism or anything just like i just i just find that just the high school trope like it's just so funny and i and i get they're trying to convey that like you know not necessarily an outcast, but kind of, you know, like she yeah. doesn't necessarily talk to everybody. And I get that, like, there's maybe there's only so many ways to convey that, but like, just everyone, just when the main character pulls up and like literally people that don't know her at all just look at her some type of way, it just, bro, <laughs> it just makes me laugh, bro. Cause it's just like, she gives who me, are you? She gives <laughs> me Peter Parker energy, though. Like, it feels similar to um, Spider Man, kind of, in that sort of like the teenage outcast and, maybe like your weirdness is explained and like you're weird in your real life, but in your alter ego, you're like awesome. You know, I kind of like that trope in Marvel, I guess in all comics where it's like your superhero self is your best self. And like you're, but people don't realize it's you. They think, Oh, that can never be you. You're a nerd. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that really cliche trope. But I, I was thinking about too. Um, Cause another show that came out, that got brought back recently uh, with Stranger Things on Netflix. And I know you're not really a Stranger Things guy, Trey, but- um, It was back in the day. It's it's hard. That's another show that you, I think you could get Stranger Things fatigue. One, because it takes like two years to get a season. And so, you know, it's you forget what happened and you're like, ah. And it is kind of traumatizing, dark. And like, it's hard to go through a whole season of that and be like, yeah, I want to do it all over again. <laughs> like. It's harsh, um, but I watched it. It was amazing. I loved it. The actors are just Sadie Sink, Caleb McLaughlin, like chef's kiss. You guys deserve all the awards. Um, but it sparked an interesting debate because people started noticing, it started off with people noticing inconsistencies between the seasons um, because the Duffer brothers are the ones who created the show and they kind of were making it seem like, oh, you know, we had planned for this particular storyline since the beginning 
you know, like they're like, we knew what we, we knew what we wanted to do since the beginning in terms of who the villain is and like the mystery of the show. Um, and then fans, viewers, people who are obsessed with the show started kind of like pointing out things that were inconsistent. Um, and that's just what happens when you have a show that lasts that many seasons, right? And has so many like magical, mystical elements. People started pointing out inconsistencies. And then some of the inconsistencies started disappearing because the Duffer Brothers, you know, was announced not by Netflix, but by Eagle Eye fans that the Duffer Brothers were going back and editing earlier seasons so that it could flow and make more sense. Like they, there's a part of the show, if you're a fan or not, it's not really a spoiler, but I think you should go watch it if you can. It probably, if you aren't a fan, it probably would be better to start now because you can binge it, you know, like you're not, I think it's harder to watch it and wait every couple of years for it. But anyway, a part of the show, a part of the lore of the show is that there's a particular sound that plays, um, especially in this season. And we found out that they went back and added that sound to earlier seasons to make it more consistent. Um, and I don't know, I just kind of, when I read that, I was- just use the old sound. Because the thing that, the object that's being used in season four is a clock. And it's part of, it's so integral to the story. They can really like edit that out, right? But they add, they went back and added the clock sound to earlier seasons to sort of connect the dots that, oh, you know, maybe this clock okay. has been there all along. Um, and I think there were other things too, like people were noticing, and I don't know if they edited it out yet, but I think they had fully admitted, like, if we don't like things or we feel things like don't make sense, we're going to go back and change it. And people were mm-hmm. like, that's weird and messed up and kind of like gaslighty. And I don't know what it's called. The, um, is it the Mandela effect? where they said you remember things wrong. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I can Google what the Mandela effect is. It's basically this idea that growing up, like your whole life, you believe something looked a certain way or you remember something a certain way. And then you find out when you're an adult that it was never that. Large population uh, misremembers a significant event or shares a memory of an event that did not actually occur. Right. People were comparing it to that, where it's like, we're going to start getting so tripped up by that, that we're going to think, did we misremember that when it's just them going back to edit it? So I don't know. I wonder your opinion on that. I know, again, I know you're not a Stranger Things person, Troy, but I just wondered how you feel about, because that could happen with any film series, right? Like, what if they started going back and editing inconsistencies out of Kenobi or See, and I know we were like, oh, we don't want to talk about Star Wars. However, comma, the thing that I can probably, the thing that I can just most relate this to is probably how George Lucas went back and edited the original trilogy. It's now hard to find like original copies of like the 1977, like, or like, you know, or whatever year they were produced. Like, it's hard to find the original copies without his edits. Like, even on Disney Plus, you have like, because what, in like 2000, you know, around the time when he was making the prequels, you know, we had, oh, we had this awesome CGI. Yeah. And then he was like, so we can make the move, the old movies better. And they added these weird segments that like are obviously really out of place. Yeah. Um, You can really see them in A New Hope. They're like, Ugh, they look, they look terrible, bro. Yeah. Like, I hate them. Um. But then he also went back and added some deleted scenes, which, I mean, is not necessarily bad, but, like, I, I think they weird up the flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I own a copy of the uh, 
I do have a DVD copy of like, it's like a DVD set of like a new hope, the edited version and like the original one. Um, and like the original one is like an hour and 30 minutes with the stuff that they added back in. It brings it up to two hours, which is just like cool. Not really needed. Yeah. Because like the original cut is what blew up. Um, right. I don't think these, you know, I think ultimately, you know, them going back and, you know, I guess they see it as fixing things, mm-hmm. you know, quotation marks around that. I think it just, when you get, when you get something like that, you know, uh, just a success, you know, either Star Wars or Stranger Things, just a successful IP. I, th- I think it's just a symptom of just kind of a perfectionism that's developed that maybe you just kind of get later down the line, you know, because it's like. Yeah, but even like, I, I will say this, you know, on the Star Wars vein and maybe even Stranger Things, all of these series, right? Like sometimes the imperfections are what make it special. Um, yeah. And I would rather you know, no one cares what I think. These production companies don't care what I think. I think they should hire someone who should be in charge of canon who can, if they're really worried about things flowing and staying consistent, hire like a consistency person who will say, this doesn't align with episode one of season, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would rather that and, you know, then then go back and change it because I don't know. I just think it, I think part of the process of going to see a movie or the process of watching a really good show is knowing that it's going to stay the same and consistent. Like if they started changing episodes of The Office, I would feel some type of way. Like I love The Office as it is. And maybe some things don't make sense. You know, I'm talking hypothetically, but I would still love it for what it is. And, you know, I just think that's kind of weird. But you're right. I'm glad you brought up the Star Wars point because I'm thinking this is a new thing, but you're right. Like this has been happening since probably the early 2000s. When people had the ability to change effects and dialogue and people could dub over things if they want. Like there are a lot of ways that people can go back and edit. I just find that it ruins a little bit of the creative integrity. Yeah, I think it's a little. And at least if you're going to do that, I think make sure to have the original one accessible. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm being specifically with Star Wars, I should be able to watch the original version of it on on the streaming service. There's no reason that he that George has put that into the vault. That's stupid. Yeah, I saw TikToks Um, about that with Stranger Things where people are like, can you can we still watch the original cuts? And like, if you want to make changes, fine. But like you said, I still want to be able to watch the original cuts because I didn't have a problem with them. I guess them as being the creators, it kind of just scratches an itch like, oh, this thing, of the, this is great. But this thing at the beginning, that's like the only thing. Oh, I can just walk down to the editing bay. OK. Yeah. You know, I think I think it just seems really easy and just kind of like I, I need my thing to like, you know, I want my thing to be perfect. Right. If you know, if the change was like fixing some really awful effect or something like I would get it more. Like what if the, like what if there's one scene where the Demogorgon looked real cheap for like some reason and they just like okay we can fix this scene like we can we can CG we can CGI over like this paper mache one right this one part but like from, yeah yeah but like editing story st- editing story beats is very different though yes yeah it's just interesting how the streaming world is kind of just changing the way we think about TV and movies because um, I know another big headline that came out was. You know, the HBO Max had created and announced a lot of these major projects, um, I think specifically with Warner Bros. Um, 
Yes. And Warner Bros. was deciding not to move forward with them and not just not put them out in theaters or and or not put them on streaming services, but to just scrap them completely. And people were really mad about that. Like, especially if they were fans. Um, like I know Batgirl was one of the movies. People were just really disappointed that they weren't going to be able to see that. I just was mostly struck that I think that the street, the like the way that we think about TV and movies is changing so much that now things could get created and these shows could get just get thrown away if they don't feel like there's enough of a need for them. Um, you know, even after they've been announced and filmed and like, that's just crazy to me. Um, or how these streaming services just get rid of shows sometimes. I saw a tweet today that said, it's kind of scary that there might become a day where some cinema, some media is just gone and not because it didn't exist, it, but because nobody has a physical copy of it anymore and no streaming services are carrying it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like, I mean, obviously there are bigger problems in this world than whether or not we can watch a particular movie, but I think they're right that it's weird how the access to films and movie, you know, films and TV shows is becoming heavily dependent on whether or not the streaming service you own thinks you might watch it, you know? Corporation deciding, yeah, you, nah, you're not going to like this. Right. Because you know? in the past, right, like you would just go to Blockbuster, get whatever DVD you wanted, or you could order it off Amazon. And I think because, and maybe you still can in some cases, I'm not trying to over-exaggerate. I'm just saying there are some things that are becoming less and less available even online or in DVD format because people don't use it as much. And what happens that day where like your favorite show from childhood, maybe it's niche, um, isn't on DVD anymore and isn't carried by any streaming services. Where do you go? You're stuck. Yeah. I see. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep going on a tangent, but we talk about this every week and I enjoy talking about it. Um, not every week, every episode about just the impact that streaming services have on the way that we consume content is just interesting to me. Um, before we, before we, you know, kind of conclude, uh, Andor trailer just dropped like a few days ago. That shit looked fire. That shit looked fire. Um, I'm excited for that show. Like it's, I think they really, I think they're replicating like the rogue one vibe, which was like pretty serious. And like, I mess with that heavy. So I'm excited for that show. That's, um, just because I know we usually say what we're looking forward to. Yeah. I am looking forward to that. That's gonna be a, that's not gonna be out for a minute though. But that teaser that they just that they just dropped, I am so excited. I am excited for three shows. The one I'm watching tonight, which is Sweet Life. I already told you guys about August 10th. Indian Matchmaking comes back. Uh, I loved that show. That comes back. I already talked about that show. I think on here when we talked about reality shows. Um, yes. And then two days later, baby, never have I ever season three. Like, wow. I love that show. I can't believe it's coming back um, so soon. It feels like, I mean, it's probably been a year, but it doesn't feel like it. So I'm just so happy to watch that show. Um, and that's really it for the month of August, I think. And then we're going on vacation again, guys. So sorry about that. But I think, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Trey. We should get at least two more episodes out before the fall. Um, so you guys can end the summer with us. Yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll so keep guys, running, we'll keep we will keep running it as best as we can. Get we're you guys gonna content try our best. when it makes sense. Yeah. Um 
And maybe, you know, we can find some time during the fall, but you never know. You never know. So what I'm going to end this with is keep watching TV, keep watching films, watch the things that we recommend. We wouldn't put you in the wrong, on the wrong path. So check out some things we recommend. Thank you for listening. If you could subscribe, if you could leave a comment, if you could just show some love, rate, rate the podcast. We would appreciate that. Um, follow our Instagram. I already said at so you don't have to pod. Um, and thanks again, guys. Have a great week. We love your support and we love that you listen. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.